Today we will unlock the book, Factfulness, 10 Reasons We're Wrong About the World, and Why Things Are Better Than You Think. By Hans Rosling, Ola Rosling, and Anna Rosling Rönland. Before we begin, let's first consider a key question to understand this book. Do you think the world is going to get better or worse in the future? After years of research, the authors of this book have found that most people believe that our world is heading towards a negative path that will worsen in the upcoming year. If you ask them why such a negative perspective of the future, many will most likely cite the endless negative news about the destructions caused by environmental pollution, violent crimes, plane crashes, road accidents, new diseases as evidence that a darker future is on the way. However, to answer this question from a clear perspective, it is necessary to look at factual data and understand the truth behind it. We will learn how to do it in today's bookie. The lead author of this book, Hans Rosling was a high school teacher for a long period of his life, and this his observations from that time have inspired him to write this book. Rosling discovered that even highly educated students have a great deal of misunderstandings about the world, not because they lack knowledge, but because they oversimplify it. Because many of us are emotionally impulsive, our knowledge tend to become out of date. After years of research and analysis, Rosling has put together a list of 10 common flawed ways of thinking that will help us understand why we have so many misconceptions about the world, and how we can develop a more rational understanding of it. For better comprehension, we have grouped the 10 common flawed ways of thinking discussed in the book into three parts. Part 1, Flawed Thinking Caused by Oversimplification Part 2, Flawed Thinking Caused by Emotional Impulses Part 3, Flawed Thinking Caused by Insufficient Knowledge Part 1, Flawed Thinking Caused by Oversimplification The human brain has evolved over thousands of years to produce a variety of instincts that helped our ancestors survive in harsh environments. Oversimplification is one of the thinking habits that had arisen from such instincts. For example, to avoid imminent danger, our primitive ancestors couldn't think before they reacted to it. They relied on simplifying their thought processes in order to reach fast conclusions and react quickly to a threat. To this day, we continue to generalize things and jump to conclusions without thoroughly giving thought to our assumptions. This instinctive behavior often clouds our judgment and causes us to make mistakes. One of the most common flawed ways of thinking that is caused by oversimplification is the gap instinct. It is the tendency we have to divide everything into two opposing categories so we can easily identify with either of them. For instance, the concept of developed and developing countries, or the poor and rich. In other words, the gap instinct is the human inclination to see everything as being either black or white. A typical example of the gap instinct occurred when Rosling told his students that living conditions are getting better, even for those living in undeveloped tribes in the rainforest. After sharing this statement with the class, one of his students made a remark saying, they'll never be able to live like us. Rosling was not surprised to witness that other students agreed. He knew that, from their perspective, Western countries and societies have been on a progressive path for so long, collaborating to create an image of the rich part of the world. On the contrary, non-Western civilizations are seen underdeveloped, and will never be as rich as their opposites. In the same class, another student had argued that the world can be divided into two categories, developed and developing nations. The same student also suggested two key indicators that would serve as the basis for this hypothetical division, the average number of children in a family, and the child mortality rate. So, Rosling crunched the 1965 data on these two indicators, and found that, indeed, 
countries generally fell into the categories identified by the student, with 44 countries in the developed group and 125 in the developing one. However, if the 1965 data were to be replaced by data from 2017, the results would be quite different. Using the same two indicators, in 2017, almost 85% of countries in the world fell into the developed category, while only 6% fell into the developing category. Rosling used this example to tell his students that the world is constantly changing, and that the dichotomy of developed versus developing countries is no longer so relevant. As an alternative, Rosling came up with a classification that divides people into four categories, based on their income level. Simply put, people in the first category survive with an income of $1 a day, they live in poverty. They don't have access to any means of transportation and only have wheat-based meals to eat every day. Their children are more exposed to death threats because if they get sick, there is not enough money to treat their illnesses. In the second category, the average income per person is $4 a day. Compared to those people in the first category, they live a somewhat better life. Bicycles are a common means of transportation for them, and they don't have to worry about the inability to buy food or clothing. Yet, their life is still full of uncertainty. If someone gets sick, they may have to sell properties in order to cover unexpected costs. Once they do that, they fall back into the first category. In the third category, the average income per person is $16 a day. People in this category can enjoy a very different lifestyle. With some savings, they can afford a decent vehicle, which means they can travel further to have access to more resources and more promising employment opportunities. They can even afford to take their families out for leisure. Finally, in the fourth category are those with a daily income of $32. People in this category can afford good education, buy a car, fly for business, and enjoy the perks of having financial freedom. Rosling's categorization based on income level allows us to get away from the gap instinct and realize that there are more than two ways to live. In addition, he reminds us that most people will not keep the same income for the rest of their lives. Some may start with a really low income when they are young, but build enough bridges that will lead them to the next level. Having discussed the gap instinct, let's now discuss another flawed way of thinking caused by oversimplification, the straight line instinct. What is the straight line instinct? you may ask? Well, generally, it occurs when you see a phenomenon and assume that it will continue in its current state, with no further changes. For instance, there are 2 billion children in the world today. If I ask you to wonder how many children will the world have by 2100, what is the number that pops in your head? Would you say 3 billion? 4 billion? These projections seem fair, right? Yet, the United Nations estimates that there will be about the same number of children in the future as there are today. Although we may keep making medical progress so the child mortality rate will continue to decrease, more and more people will choose not to have children in the future. As a result, the global population of children will not change much. The straight-line instinct is the reason why most of us think there must be more people in the future as it makes us assume that population growth will perpetually continue. So, how can we avoid this instinct? The only way to do so is to establish a realistic attitude. We should not assume that things always move in a straight line. In addition to straight lines, there are curves, humps, s-bends, and we should consider these other trajectories when thinking about the potential ways for a situation to develop. The last but certainly not the least flawed way of thinking that relates to oversimplification is the generalization instinct. This instinct has two major aspects. 
On the one hand, it classifies very different people or things into the same group, only taking into account the few characteristics they have in common, neglecting the differences. For example, we tend to classify a group of people as the middle class, or some mothers as super moms, ignoring the fact that people within these pre-established categories may have huge contrasts in their lifestyle and ideologies. On the other hand, the generalization instinct also focuses on the differences between certain groups, ignoring their similarities. For example, we might assume that there must be a big difference between the professional standards of doctors in developed countries and those in developing countries. As mentioned earlier, oversimplification does not really help us see the whole picture, and it could even cause us to miss out on a lot of business opportunities. Let's take a look at one of the compelling examples given in this book. Imagine a manufacturer that specializes in making menstrual pads is trying to figure out how to make more sophisticated products for women at the fourth income level of Rosling's classification. This consideration is totally ignoring the fact that the majority of the female population around the world fall under the second and third income level, and these women just want affordable pads. Here, the manufacturers have made the mistake of generalizing. Because their past customers were women of the fourth income level, they assumed that all their potential customers were women who could afford costly menstrual products. By not studying, understanding, and seeing the full picture of the real world, numerous producers have wasted broader business opportunities. The best way to avoid generalizations, according to Rosling, is to actually go into the field and gather data. If you want to have an idea of what a country or region looks like, don't just rely on your imagination. If possible, visit that country so you can observe, get accurate information and analyze what you need from it. If, by chance, you can't actually visit a place, there is another way to avoid generalizations, questioning your categorizations. In particular, you need to pay special attention to the differences within categories and to the similarities between them as well. Although Tunisia and Somalia are both African countries, the per capita GDP of Tunisia is almost 10 times that of Somalia. Egypt and Sweden are very different countries in many aspects, and yet the living standards of tier 4 people in both countries are very similar. The question your categorization method also requires people to realize that our experience in our own countries may not be universally represented. For example, the streets of Tunisia are lined with half-built houses. If such houses were to exist in Sweden, most Swedes would assume that the owners of the houses hadn't planned ahead, or that the builders had run off without completing the project. But in Tunisia, half-built houses are common. People at the second or third income level are normally not able to open bank accounts and ask for loans. So, if they want to build or improve the state of their houses, they stash their savings. However, there are indeed numerous risks to hoarding cash, it can be easily stolen, or its value can be lost through inflation. To avoid potential losers, Tunisians came up with an idea. As soon as they make money, they buy bricks and tiles in preparation of building a house. When the building materials, which they will normally pile up outside there to be built houses, are stolen, they simply begin to use the materials that were available to slowly start building their properties, that's why there are so many half-built houses in Tunisia. It's not that Tunisians are lazy people. Locals simply had to find the best way to prevent the theft of their housing materials or the devaluation of their stashed cash. This concludes the first part of this bookie. Here we covered three kinds of flawed thinking caused by oversimplification, the gap instinct, the straight-line instinct, and the generalization instinct.